0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Kyle Tolsman, and you're listening to the Against All Average Podcast, Episode 9, the show where business owners and entrepreneurs come to learn the skills and mindset to lead exceptional lives. Today, I'm joined by the one and only Jake. I'm going to be F-A-E-M famous Spurly. What's up, Jake?
1: What's up, Kyle? Your your intros are getting getting exponentially better. I really really enjoy this,
0: dude. Ever since Spencer Rubin said that, we were like Bruce Buffer. Like <laughs> I, my my ego is just through the freaking roof, and all I want to do is radio, podcast, voiceovers, you name it. So I'm I'm getting after it today and every day from now on. I didn't I didn't put enough uh, fluctuation in my voice before, but uh, you're gonna hear all sides of it today.
1: I'm super stoked. Just based off that, I think uh, me and the listeners are in for a real treat with this episode nine.
0: Yeah, I don't know if the listeners are even knowing what to do right now. You've got a backwards hat on, sunglasses, and what even headphones are you wearing to do this?
1: These are the, um, you know, we went everything uh, on a budget here at the Games Awards podcast. Um, these are the free headphones that come with uh, my iPhone 6 that I still have. Uh, and uh, sound quality is pretty great.
0: You know what's crazy is your sound quality is just as good as mine, and I'm using a, uh, what is this, like a Blue Yeti microphone. I've got the studio headphones on, and yours is just crisp and clear, so I don't know if we're going to change it up for you or not.
1: It's all about how you use your materials, right? Not not what materials you have.
0: That's right. It's the farmer, not the tractor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's up, baby? Yeah, why
0: are you wearing those sunglasses anyway?
1: Yeah, I know. It might be a little weird on a podcast, but, um, you know, the future is just so dang bright for the Against All Average podcast and really the brand. I had to put some shades on because things are looking so dang good.
0: Oh my goodness! Future's so bright. I gotta wear shades. That's that's the best dad joke of this entire podcast series. You're freaking getting it today. Oh my god!
1: <laughs> We're straight getting it. The future's bright. You know this is only episode nine, and we have dropped dropped so much knowledge here in the Against the Average podcast. You know, I I know we have learned a ton. I know the listeners hey, have to have uh, have learned something, one or two things, and. uh Based on our lineup that's coming up, you know, Kyle, we have some some really exceptional things coming out.
0: Yeah, episodes eight and nine, we've got Kai Talley coming up. Uh, who else we have on eight or nine?
1: Oh, let's see. Well, nine is this one, silly goose. Uh, oh, Astor- 10. 10, what's I know. 10? I know. Ha- hashtag dad life, he forgets everything.
0: Yeah, it's Adam uh, Summers. A- episode number 10 is Adam Summers talking about how to build your net worth. That's an amazing episode. So... Long story short, we're excited to get into episode number nine of the Against All Average podcast. It's a quick hitter, and we better start hitting quick or else this podcast is going to go two hours long. So we're going to try to get you in and out in 30 minutes and talk a little bit about things that have helped us on our journey as entrepreneurs. But before we get into that, let's thank our sponsors because we love our sponsors on the Against All Average podcast. When you need all things digital looking their best, call our friends at Fame Pro Services. Our friends will give you the above all average treatment with an awesome new website, custom graphics, social media management, and a full line of printing services. Fame, the trusted partner of the Against All Average podcast podcast. In today's episode, Jake and I will be talking about what we wish we would have known before going into business. And without further ado, we've got Jake the Snickety Snake Spurly talking about, should I just like go all in? Or should I quit my job? Or should I work on my side hustle? Like, how should everything work? Should I burn the boats and just go? Like, what do you think, Jake?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's definitely something I wish uh, I would have known, known ahead of time. And that, you know, a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to start this business. I'm going to quit my day job. You know, I'm going to go, 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 right? Um, That's everybody's dream. They they want things now. They want to quit their job now. And I think what people don't realize is that it takes a long time to build your business to that sustainable point where you can quit your day job, where you're not, um, you know, financially unsettled with, you know, how am I going to pay my next bill? So one thing I wish I would have known is that I should have started my business two years prior to the date that I actually was going to quit my job. Uh, huh. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, you, you, you really truly need a couple of years to build your foundation, build the infrastructure, get your products all lined up, get some customers, you know, get those customers talking to other, other customers, giving you referrals. Um, people think, I think in the beginning that they can just start it and they can go. What they don't realize is that it takes time to do it and you have to be patient in the process. And, and I think
0: I think if you want to be able to put more money back into your business as well, like if you're trying to do a lean startup, it's extremely difficult if you're having having to pay rent or a mortgage, car payment, etc. So if you're going to start your business 2 years before you're quitting your day job and you're being financially responsible with that money, you can use some of that money to put back into your business as it's getting off the ground and you can also not take money out of the business and that Really saved me when I was starting Austrac.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and that's that's one thing that that saved me too. Is you know before fame really launched, you know we spent 13 months developing software. Software takes a long time to build and build right. And during that time, I held a day job, and almost all the funds that I made from my day job after I after I paid the bills for my car, food you know, whatever went into the business so that we could grow that infrastructure. And looking back, you know, I would have there's no way I I could have done that and be at the spot where we're at today and right now if I would have just quit my day job, you know, right when um we launched or we started building the software. And and really I should have had a job but so I, I, I had a job for uh basically the whole time that we were building the software. I uh, basically got a job so that we could start building the software. Right. And and really, I should have had, um, you know, a steady income probably a year prior to us building the software too. So I would have had more to invest it in the beginning. But uh, hindsight 2020, I think it's a great thing for people to to be looking ahead and not just looking in the next, next few months, few weeks. Uh, really strategically planned what you're going to do. And you really also have to understand that to build... A company, a brand that's going to be sustainable, it takes time. You know, I strongly believe. Kyle, correct me if I'm wrong, or if you think otherwise, that the longer it takes to build that brand, the more, um, I guess, concrete and stable that brand is going to be long term.
0: Yeah, I think just going through all your processes a little bit slower, a little bit with a fine tooth comb, and really seeing. I think where things could possibly go wrong, something simple as what colors are we always using? What fonts are we always using? What's our number system looks, look like? Um, all those little things take time. It takes brainstorming hours with your partners. And I think it's just super important to also spend those f- couple of years managing your time and really figuring out where you're wasting a lot of time
1: Right. Right. And I could go on for, um, we could both probably go on for hours and hours about being strategic and how you, how you exit your day job and planning, planning a ton. But uh, you know, we, we try and keep these quick hitters uh, short, quick, give you, give me a couple uh, tangible things to work with. Kyle, I know you've got a couple things too. Um, what's one thing you wish you would have known?
0: Yeah. Let me just piggyback on your, your two years before you quit your t- day job and just give a real example year one of Awestruck lacrosse was eight years ago. That's my first company. And I think I lost $2,000 or something like that. I started in September, so in four months, I buried myself in a hole of 1,500 bucks or something. I think after my first four months or something, I probably had $500 in the checking account. And that next year, I was starting to gain a little bit of traction, but I only showed probably positive $4,000, and that's in, that was 14 months later. Look, fast forward to year three, it wasn't much better. It might have been 8000 or $9,000. That's not enough to sustain. I could maybe live with my parents and not pay them rent and not pay them food money and, and all those different types of things. So everybody's situation is a little bit different. But the relationships that I built and the trust that I built in those three years have propelled the company into years six, seven, and eight making a livable wage. So I I think it's very important to know yourself, know your resources, know your expenses down to every little penny. Some people can say screw it and just go. I I, I can't. I've got a mortgage, I've got three kids. Somebody who may be flying solo and are able to, you know, you always hear about the kid creating their company in the basement of their parents' house more power to you. If you can spend that time effectively and efficiently, I'm all for it. So this is not hard and fast that you must start two years before. Um, but it's a good rule of thumb to start getting your branding right and understanding, uh, how to use your time as effectively as possible.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think that's something that, uh, Thanks for calling that out. Uh, We don't want to say that anything's cookie cutter, right? Everything's situational. Everybody's stuff's going to be different. Um, So I I am 100% correct in that regard that, you know, maybe you are able to live extremely lean and maybe you only need, or, you know, six to 10 months ahead of time. Um, I think really probably the biggest key to it is understanding your own finances and what the business truly needs to get off the ground, and then compare that to your own situation.
0: Yeah, and I'm thinking back to another episode, either episode four or five. Tavin Boyton was talking about it. I think Tavin Boyton would just say, like, burn the boats and with your back against the wall, just get after it. So there's two extremes. There's got to be a dichotomy, there's got to be a balance in the middle. And like Jake just said, know yourself. So very good point. Um, It's always brought up, you know, should I just go all in or should I start a company? I would always make sure that everything, you know, you don't quit your existing job. Before you have another one, that's something my dad always taught me. Make sure that you always have income coming in. So, this is a, a great one for you, listeners that maybe want to start a business. Do it. There's 24 hours in a day. Usually, you work eight of them. Usually, you sleep eight of them. You've got eight hours to figure out what you'd like to do for your side hustle.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, Kyle. I know. I know you have a couple things. Do you want to? Do you want to dive into into something you you would wish you uh, would have known?
0: Yeah, I think. I think I come from a family where things had to all be in line. Like things had to be pretty darn perfect in order for, in order for anything to be done. And that's a, that's a great philosophy, like do things the right way. And how you do one thing is how you do everything. But I think sometimes in the business world, people are trying to be too perfect. They're trying to have the perfect website right off the bat. They're trying to have the perfect social media instead of just getting things rolling, instead of getting a logo. And if it's perfect or not, move forward. If your website's perfect or not to start, move forward. And I've realized as I've started different companies, most of that stuff doesn't even matter. And I've talked with Jake about this a lot. Like Most of the things that entrepreneurs think that is super, super important really is not that important in the grand scheme of things. For example, if your logo doesn't look that great to you, but it's professional and it'll roll, put it on the website. Let's go. Okay. If your website is not perfect, but it does what you need it to do and it's reasonably professional roll it, get it out there, start putting it out on the market, and you can always adjust later. So one of the biggest things that I have to think about, especially when I'm moving fast and I have limited time and my time spent in different areas, I still teach full-time as a teacher at a high school. So that's eight to 10 hours of my day right there. I have three kids, okay? That's three or four hours of my day. So I cannot be absolutely perfect at everything. And that leads me to another two different thoughts. The thought is, hey, if I can't be perfect, how about I pay somebody to be perfect? Or how about I pay somebody to be almost perfect? Okay, and so if I think that I need to do everything, me, 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 I, 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 I am screwed. The companies that I create are screwed. I could never move fast enough. I could never pivot fast enough. I could never test and analyze. I would have no time to actually analyze what's working well and what is not. So instead of being perfect, I'm either going to hire that out to somebody else and usually a contract worker nobody in house, especially in the first stages. 1099s, contract worker. Okay, a great website is Fiverr. We are not an affiliate of Fiverr, but F I V R -R R.com. And they have professionals from all around the world that can create your website. They can create a sales funnel for you, a logo for you, whatever it may be to up your game so that you can do. What is necessary of an owner, of an entrepreneur, of a CEO, and that is steer the brand and continue to push your message. So I think it's just go ahead, Jake. One,
1: yeah, one thing I want to slow down and, and make sure people are understanding here is we're not harping the fact of go, go, go. You have to just speed through everything. We're harping the fact of you're limiting your potential by getting caught up in the little things of is this good enough? Is that good enough? Like we're, we're trying to get past the notion of it doesn't have to be perfect when you're starting out And we're not trying to harp the, harp the notion of you just got to go all in all for it fast, fast, fast. So, um, and you're, I think what you said about hiring things out in the beginning, right? That's critical, especially if you are small, you're just starting out. You don't have a lot of capital. Um, Knowing and understanding that you're not the professional is a great trait, especially in the beginning. Anyways, go ahead.
0: Yeah, let's stay on that. Let me give you an example. Jake, how good are you at cutting up audio for a podcast?
1: I am absolutely 100% horrible.
0: How long do you think it would take you to learn how to cut up this podcast?
1: I would say probably a solid... Eight to 16 hours.
0: Okay. In eight to 16 hours, how much money do you think you can make on sales calls?
1: That's, that's two whole days. I would say I could probably sell to uh, two, two, two nice size websites. I'd say probably 10 grand.
0: So if we hire out, so right now, like this is just an example. I'm doing the editing and we also just hired on an intern That's going to help us out with this and we're going to build his resume. And so you're going to hear the sound qualities actually increase. You're going to see our YouTubes more professional, our social media more professional as well. But like Jake just said, like he's leaving $10,000 on the table if he tries to cut up this podcast. Is everybody hearing that? If he cuts this up, he is going to lose $10,000. So you got to spend money to make money in the starting. You've got to spend little bits, 200 bucks there, $400 there, just these little snippets of money to get things rolling. If you don't have one to $3,000, it's going to be really tough just to get the basics off the ground. And you're going to spend a lot of times just frustrated learning these different types of things. So don't get me wrong. I, I'm not like right now we're not actively selling for my main business. So like I'm not on those sales calls right now. So I learned how to cut up an Adobe and Jake was doing some social media stuff with Photoshop and illustrator. So there is a way and there is a balance. Don't think that we hire out everything because until revenue starts to trickle in a bit, you got to be careful. You can't just spend all your money, cross your fingers that everything's going to work out. But at the end of the day, you kind of got to do it too. You got to believe in yourself. You got to have confidence in order to spend the $300, the $400, the $1,000 website or whatever it may be. So there is, there's a balance just like you don't quit your job or some people say quit your job. I'm kind of the same way. There's, there's a balance and it's all about your risk threshold and how you feel about your project and revenue sources and that type of thing. So I think it's important. There's other things that are important that we'll talk about in different podcasts, but what I wanted to reiterate, you don't have to be perfect, get things rolling, test them out, and then make sure also that you're not trying to do everything yourself. Because even if you did it yourself and it took you 20 hours, it's still going to look like crap. Like if you think that your social media, like you think you're going to, not only figure out Photoshop and Illustrator and then on top of that, figure out all the designs and contrasting colors and what are good fonts and how to lay things out and what other people are doing so you can mimic some of that stuff. You're wrong. So not only did you waste 20 hours and in Jake's case, potentially $10,000 in sales, the product also turned out and looked like crap. So you still look like an amateur Nobody respects you and, and things just aren't going well. So um, don't be so stingy on those things that you're not good at. Something that can really help you out is a graphic designer. And it's not that terribly expensive to get a logo design, some banners designed, this, that, and the other. Fiverr is my choice. I don't know what Jake uses. He uses his in-house services a lot of time, but uh, that's what I've used in the past.
1: Yeah. Yeah. On that notion we do, we do use, uh, we have the, I want to say luxury of having our own, uh, in-house graphic designer, but, um, starting out, we definitely utilize fiber. Um, you know, def- we're not an affiliate of that. Uh, don't, don't take our word for it, but as a recommendation, it is a great facility to, to use. And I really kind of want to piggyback off what you said about hiring out early. Um, you know, a quote that really sticks with me very heavy even today is, you know, Kyle, you, you, mow your own lawn, correct? And you mow other people's lawns too. Right. And it was a quote along the lines of, you know, if you want to make, let's say, I don't know, $120,000 a year, that's $10,000 a month. You know, if you break that all down, I think let's say it's, you know, hundred dollars an hour. Well, let's just say it's hundred dollars an hour. If you want to make $120,000 a year. You know, every time you mow your lawn, let's say you mow your lawn for an hour, you're losing a hundred dollars and the quickest way to kind of get out of that is understanding and accepting that your time is better spent on higher dollar, uh, projects than just going and mowing your lawn. And that's something that I really, really, really struggled with in the beginning and that kind of comes to my, my second point here on what I wish I would have known early is delegating early. We all think when we start our business, you know, let's say you want to be a graphic designer. You know, oh, all the jobs, I'm going to do all the jobs myself. Well, if you can find somebody that can do it for, let's say, half of your own earnings potential, why would you not delegate that task to somebody else so that you can focus on higher dollar tangible items, such as getting more customers, growing the business. And something that we'll talk about uh, in an episode later is to not be working in your business and to be focusing on working on your business. Um, You know, one thing that we have done heavily lately is we have somebody that does all the social media for an in-house person that's a contract worker. They do all, they manage all of our social media accounts for our customers. We have, you know, a contract worker for graphic design. Um, All these little bits and pieces, I can do myself. Uh, Our director of pro services can do himself, but we realize and understand that our time is better spent doing other things than doing um, kind of the tangible product items for our customers.
0: And I think it's so important to to also talk about like work-life balance. And it's kind of, I don't know, it's not really tr- so much true in the entrepreneur world. Being an entrepreneur is a lifestyle and it's really hard and you've got to set boundaries for yourself in order to um, make sure that you're spending enough time with family, friends, etc. And so you know, I mow the neighbor's lawn because that's fulfilling for me. That's like a hobby for me. So that's like hobby time. Like that's not my, my eight hours a day, my 12 hour days. I mean, I very rarely have an eight hour day of work, but for me it's also important to have different things in my life that I enjoy that are de-stressing, et cetera, because the entrepreneur game, so to speak, can be heavy, heavy on the mind. And sometimes you get so wrapped up in your projects and you're so eager for the next day that your mind just spins and spins and spins and you have those sleepless nights, leads to poor health, poor eating, poor habits, and just goes down, down, down. But I think what Jake is trying to say here is, make sure that you're maximizing your day in your strengths as much as you possibly can. Jake is a way better salesperson than he is on Photoshop way better okay if you tried if you told me to crank something out on photoshop it would take me 20 hours and it would look horrible even if it was something as simple as a background and getting fonts on there i would somehow screw it up i'd I'd lose the files It, it would be a freaking mess so i think it's important that you just stay in those strengths however if you give me a telephone and you give me a list of contacts okay I'll make some sales. I will, abs- I will absolutely, I will connect with customers. I will represent the brand well, et cetera, and so forth. But I can't represent the brand well if you force me to do Illustrator or Photoshop. It's just, it's not my game. The design game is not my game. And I can't even tell you what I want. I leave that up to the professionals. I, I completely disengage when we start talking about design. Even branding is not necessarily... I know branding. I know what I want. I know the consistency. But I can't even come close to creating it or even sketching it out on a piece of paper. I could tell you these colors. I want blue. I want red. But if I have to actually color it or come up with it and the spacing in different layers... It's bad for the company. It's absolutely horrible. If I have to spend 50 bucks on it, I do it all day long, every single day, because there's no way that I'm going to, to be able to, to do that. And, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm trying to make more than $50 an hour. And so I, I work on my strengths and, and that type of thing.
1: And I think kind of kind to wrap up this quick hitter, I want to throw in the, kind of a real life example that we have noticed. And everybody, especially starting out, wants to know, how can I grow my business quickly? How can we make the most money? How can we do this? How can we do that? And it really sounds counterintuitive to hire out your work. But at least for fame internally, we noticed our profits exponentially increase around the exact same time that we delegated our tasks. I mean, exponentially. It was, and it felt so weird. You know what? We are paying more people to do things we could do ourselves yet. We're making a lot more money. We have a lot more sales coming in. We have our funnel is completely overflowing right now. And, it seems like the work that the top tier people are doing is a lot less than what it was before. Um, And it's a very weird feeling. I understand it. I completely um, get why people don't do it, but from a real life example, and I don't want you to take this with a grain of salt. I want you to uh, absolutely eat this example up it's gonna feel weird, but um, it's definitely worth it for your business
0: I couldn't agree more you could you could sh- I could show you on on QuickBooks basically the day that i did, I stopped doing certain things, and you can see in in month one, two, three, four uh, the profits are coming because I'm focused on marketing I'm focused on sales i'm focused on meeting people and greeting people but if I'm behind a computer all the time. I'm not able to do that we, we were talking the other day on an Instagram live, like what's your secret sauce? Throw me into a room of fifty people. I'll show you my secret sauce like that's it. I'm able to befriend folks. I'm able to be friendly, have conversations, etc especially throw me in a room of 50 lacrosse people and the room turns into everybody knows my name. They know my company, they know, like, and trust me. And when they leave there, they're checking out my website and in a few days they're signing up for my camp. So I need to be able to do that. So make sure that you're delegating other things so that you're not stuck in your weaker areas. And that does not mean you don't work on your weaker areas. I would just not focus on them as much. And then again, there's a dichotomy there as far as how much do you work on your weaknesses? How much do you work on your strengths? I would say continue building a great team around you. Delegate everything that you cannot do effectively and efficiently. And that is not smart for your business. As an entrepreneur and a CEO, you set the guidelines for your company. You have to know what you are good at. You have to know what your team members are good at. And you are the one at the end of the day that is in charge of either making money, losing money, gaining employees, losing employees, and the list goes on and on. It's not an easy gig, as we all know, but is very fulfilling if you're able to do what you are strong at and you see the benefits of it.
1: I think kind of piggybacking off of the strengths and weaknesses thing, entrepreneurs think that they have to be great at everything, you know, to, to start your business, you have to be great at marketing. You have to be great at sales. You have to be great at accounting and, you know, organization that is like as far from the truth as I can imagine anything else being, you know, I, and I think the first step to that is being okay with not being great. Plain out, call yourself out of what you are bad at acknowledge it and move past it i suck at accounting you know i'm i'm gonna build my team around around me sucking at accounting because i know i will never be good at accounting it's just not my strong suit i could work on it i could work on it, i could work on it i just won't be good at accounting so i need to build my team around that i think i think that's one thing that we get caught up in as entrepreneurs is we have to be great you do have to be great but you don't have to be great at everything
0: Absolutely. And I I don't do my accounting. Like I've never even thought of doing my accounting. I never even equate it into what I've done. Like I'm not an accountant. Right. I am not a freaking accountant. I am not a certified accountant. Why the heck would I try to figure out what I owe the government and not? Like that's stressful to me. I leave that to a professional. I'm not a graphic designer. I leave it to a professional. I do my own bookkeeping because it's just simply entering things in and I have some simple models there. But the next thing I want to outsource is my bookkeeping. I need to be in front of customers. I don't need to be in front of freaking QuickBooks.
1: That's, that's, it's so
0: counterintuitive.
1: Yeah. And it's something bookkeeping. We, I actually just had a a call with our bookkeeper here and uh, he's like, so, you know, what what things do you really want to be doing? And I said, I don't even want to look in QuickBooks except for once a month when I look at my P&L, maybe twice a month. And he's like, wait, I mean, cause normal business owners, you know, they input this, they input that. I said, absolutely not. That is a 100% waste of my time. I want you to do it all. He's like, well, that's more expensive. And I said, I do not care. Right. I don't want to touch it. You do it.
0: Right. And it's it's not that like you're being arrogant. It's that you are, I've got to spend time selling my product. Like as you're the CEO, but like you're also the lead sales guy. Like right. you cl- you close more more deals than any of your salespeople. And so it's important for you to get your customers to the second and third and fourth level than it is to be tinkering and entering that stuff in. And again, why do I still mow my own lawn and the neighbor's lawn? Because I like it. Why do I still do my own bookkeeping? Because I'm an idiot. Like it, like I, like my mom's even offered to do the bookkeeping for me, and I'm just like, oh yeah, but then I'm gonna have to like teach you how to do it like for like I don't know an hour, and then I wouldn't <laughs> do it anymore. And my book, my books are always I, I you know I update them once a month. Once every three months, like I I never keep track um, as close track as I should on certain things. So again, we could talk about this all day long, but we want to make sure that this is a quick hitter. Just make sure you don't have to be perfect outsource the things that you're not good at, and test to see if it works. Delegate things that you're not good at, okay? And make sure, please make sure you don't just quit your job because some marketing guru said burn the boats and just go wherever uh, without a plan and starting to build your brand and going through the ups and downs. It is extremely tough to make money in those first few years. And most businesses fail before you five anyway. So this is a tough game to be in. But um, I assure you, if you continue to be consistent and wake up every day and work, not just think, work towards your goals, things will be a little bit better. So I hope you liked this quick hitter of episode nine. And we just need your help. In order to grow this podcast, we need your help. Please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. And the most important part here, tell a friend about every episode you find value in and share the episode on your favorite social media platform. That's huge. That's what helps us out. Also, the another big thing, make sure you leave us a review after your episodes that you listen to. We're doing this for free. We're trying to give you as many interviews and as many topics as we possibly can to make you a better business owner and entrepreneur. And if you're sitting in the background right now and you're like, I've always thought about doing a business or doing this or that. Just start, stop talking, stop thinking, start going in the direction that you want to go. Another big shout out to this episode sponsor, Fame Pro Services. And with that, we thank you for listening to episode nine of the Against All Average Podcasts. We'll see you next time.